As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to FTO Podcast on the FTO Network. Listen and enjoy. All right, a little bit different. I was going to talk into a microphone, but I'm not doing a podcast. So this is D. This is a comic and nonsense. My daughter just walked inside the room. This is going to be fun. We're here with David. David, <laughs> Decimation Nerve. Like doing a little, doing a little thing together, bringing this in. We're going to do some stuff. So hopefully when all this is done, because I'm doing this uh, pre-recorded, there's be colors everywhere. It won't just be like a black box. So, yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Like, I'm ready to do this, ready to have like a conversation about nerdy stuff, comic books, TV shows, yeah. all that. Still rocking the cool headphones. You got none. We'll change that. Don't worry about it. It'll come in the future. <laughs> I couldn't find my beats. I couldn't find my beats. I, I'm, still, I'm still rocking whatever these things. I have no idea what, what show this is from. It's one of my kids' headphones. <laughs> it, it, it became like ironic. Now I'm just, I'm just going to work it. So screw it. <laughs> it looks good. It, it really it. does. I appreciate it. Really um, does. There's a lot of news out there right now. Um, I know you got something really intense you want to talk about, but I know like you're also a hardcore comic book guy. Um, it won't be primarily comic book talk on this show. We're going to talk about other mm-hmm. stuff also, but mm-hmm. I, I want to kick it off with some comic book talk. Kurt Busiek, right. uh, he's returning to Amazing Spider-Man with, uh, on issue 850. You, mm-hmm. you, you know who Kurt Busiek is. Like You've been following yeah. his career, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. You excited about this, but then coming to, uh, to this run? I don't know, because, you know, I'll be honest with you. I haven't been a fan of Spider-Man since, and this is really going to date me, since... Uh, uh, don't say Ben Raleigh. Don't be like, don't be like, like the majority. No, no. You know who I'm going to say, though. You know, creator of Spawn. Oh, since Tom McFarlane. Since Tom McFarlane. Really? Yeah. I Dude, haven't that's, that's, even before, that's even before the Clone Wars, I believe. Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't touched God it. God pissed you off that much? He said, screw this, I'm done? After he left. Oh. Oh, he had like, such like a high high mountain. No one can catch yeah. him. I get you. I mean, he, he, Todd McFarlane did things on that book that was not yeah. within the normal Marvel world. He broke some barriers. And, Agreed. 
Yeah, and the fact that Marvel kept telling him no, and he kept doing it, and then they eventually said, okay. You know? <laughs> and he made Image after that, not, not too long after. Yeah, he made Image after that. He and Jim Lee and Liefeld and, like, all the other guys who, who were part of it. Well, the one thing I got to say, at least he didn't do a whole lot of pockets when he went over to Image. You mean Liefeld or McFarlane? No, McFarlane. He didn't do the whole pocket thing. No. That was kind of like a big thing in the 90s, though. I, like he, I think he realized, like, it was a, a bad fad before Liefeld. Right. Liefeld's still doing the pockets. Yeah, he's still doing the pockets. Today. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are still here. We can keep on going. It's fine. Okay. I'm excited to see Busick do this thing. Uh, I know he's been doing like a lot of different stuff with Spider-Man here and there. Um, I think he did like the Invaders. Or I could be thinking about uh, I think I'm thinking about <laughs> Guys, give me a second. Thank you. Always fun. I'm leaving this in there. I'm just going to leave it in there. It's good. Yeah, leave it in there. Pa parenting life during, during quarantine. It's fine. Go. Or COVID now. We're not, we're not technically in quarantine anymore. But uh, I'm big into music. I like his work. Uh, his DC stuff more than Marvel. Like, I think me personally, I think DC characters get a more chance, um, more, more layers to their stories as opposed to Marvel characters. Marvel characters are usually fighting with their, with the powers that they have. Mm -hmm. And, and Marvel... See, now, now I'm getting confused because the kids are here. And my guy saw spinning around doing crazy stuff. Oh, I see one. I see oh, one. there. Are you trying to pop in? All right. All right, John. You make it look like a bad parent with your hair looking like, looking like a like it looks. Come on. Let's go. Back to bedroom. Leave that in too, apparently. Not going to yeah. edit any of this out. But uh, music stuff is always better to me with DC than Marvel. But I feel like I'm being biased because I'm more of a... More of a DC guy now. Well, yeah, I would, I would, you know, be honest with you, I have been a DC guy for a long time, but I've also been more of an independent guy. Yeah, um, like, like the, the independent stuff usually really just rings your bell. Usually, right? right, and because Marvel, when I got into Marvel, it was like the X-Men were really big. And that was pretty much my whole world experience was Marvel was the X-Men. And my younger cousin was just an avid X-Men fan. And so it just, he just had, it just became so much as like, I'm, it just totally turned me off to Marvel. So I went, so I stuck with DC, but for me in DC, it wasn't the Trinity. It was the Legion of Superheroes. That was what I was really big into. Well, you were big into the future stories. Well, yeah, I was big into the future stories, but I was also big into the fact that they had a diverse, uh, a diverse group of heroes, not diverse as in, you know, multicultural, but diverse as in they had a variety of different heroes, where if you look at the DC Justice League, there's almost someone that had the same powers. You know, you had two flashes, you had like, what, six or seven Green Lanterns. You know. It's kind of, it's kind of like, like the way it was back then, too. Like, like you got to like, have like, a couple of backups in case something happens, right? <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. You always got to have a backup, you know? It's, you know. And it was for me. So, yeah, I kind of like DC. And, but I would have to argue with you about Marvel and storylines because Please. I, I think the one they're doing, with, the one they did with Sam Wilson, where the battle over the shield and how – 
uh, this major corporation were putting these cops in these neighborhoods and using excessive violence. And uh, Sam went in and started dealing with it. Um, and then you American mean, Agent. You mean when, like, when his series first started, when he first right. had that shield and it was kind of like dark and gloomy and uh, yeah, and the U.S. U.S. Uh, cops, I can't think of his name right now. John uh, Walker. Yes, thank you, thank you. When he mm -hmm. showed up and like he had to be pretty much the antagonist to to Wilson in the entire run. I, mm -hmm. That's one of my absolute favorite like uh, Captain America stories. To be truly honest, right? It played out well. It, it wasn't like a overtly in your face about it like it had like a reason to it mm -hmm. and like like the way they kept executing all the, these different hurdles and obstacles mm -hmm. for sam it just felt so fluid i know i know right. i get what you're saying when it comes to that story i loved it right and then the other one for me was the isaiah bradley uh run the miniseries they did with um the patriot right no it's the oh, one you mean like the original captain america yes yeah right. well Here's the thing. This is where a lot of people could get confused. They saved the original Captain America. In that universe. In that universe, they ran tandem to each other because it was more like a, a Tuskegee experiment where they took all these black soldiers and experimented on them. And then Isaiah Bradley got his abilities. But right. at, towards the end of the book seri series, he was supposed to team up with Captain America on a mission. But Captain America got stuck on another mission, so he ended up going solo. Yeah. See, I, I haven't actually read that run. I think I need to get my hands on that just so I can yeah. get a better understanding. I think it's like a little mini series, right? Yeah, it was a little mini series. And the thing about it with Phoebe Roth is like they had so many different characters in there that they used that you didn't really know who the central character was going to be, at least when I read it. And that towards the end, it became Isaiah Bradley. Um, but you had like three other characters besides him that each got time in the story. So they were kind of hyping you up to tell you that like Isaiah Bradley is going to be the main character. Well, yeah, I didn't think it was, I didn't think Isaiah Bradley was going to be the main character. The main character I thought was this, uh, he was a rich middle class, I can't remember his name, but he was from a rich black middle class family. And the way they were working with him and his situation, he was forced to go into the army because of a physical altercation and they gave him a choice. I thought he was going to be the hero of the story. I like they were playing like uh, the game of Hush that DC was playing back when like they introduced Hush for the first time. Like, you know, who is Hush going to be? Who do you think Hush is? Like the same do that same thing with his comic book run also. Did, you, did, that, did that take away from like, you know, I know Bradley being the no. main guy. Okay. No, it, it didn't, but it was heartbreaking at the end of it because, you know. The other ones died more likely, right? Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you brought up Hush, you know. Oh, God. Hush. Gonna talk about the Bible today. Yeah, Hush was, it was, Hush was decent. But Bible? then I didn't like um, the one, I didn't like the fact that he changed his face to Bruce Wayne. You know what? Later on in the series, I, I didn't understand why he did that. I guess, mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, they, they said why, because uh, mm -hmm. they wanted him to be, like, a, the constant reminder of his mess-ups by looking mm -hmm. at his face back at him. But, like, mm -hmm. 
I feel like seeing the face of his childhood best friend all the damn time would piss him off a little bit more than seeing his own face back at him. Yeah, I mean, he was already he was already unhinged. Why yeah. why, change, why why go even more deranged? I mean, like, <laughs> seeing like seeing the face of his childhood friend, like you know when when Tommy's parents died and like Bruce's parents was still alive, that'd be like a even more of a constant reminder to him mm-hmm. about his parents and his failure failure of his mm-hmm. parents dying. So yeah, yeah right. Just I don't get but, it. I just don't get it. I don't know, but. Have you read anything? What is it? Uh, was it All Star Batman? Was that um, the... with Jim Lee? Jim Lee, yeah. Frank Miller. Yeah, that was that the one. Or the run I'm thinking of, I could be wrong, is when he had to go cross country with Two Face. Oh, you're talking about that All Star Batman? Yeah, the one, the one by Scott Snyder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, Scott Snyder is one of my favorite writers. He's a he's a he's a favorite of mine. Like, um, yeah. he he wasn't always. This is a. Uh, I feel like we're just going on and on, but it's fine. Like it's a, it's a show, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Snyder, and I had a talk with Scott Snyder in a DM once on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, name dropping, I don't give a shit. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I name dropped the other day. Hey, didn't I name drop the other night when I mentioned what's his name from Sepultura? Right. Used to date my wife. <laughs> that's right. You hey, but, but hold on, this is funny because I got to go there because you remember the movie Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, where he had to fight all the. Exes, yeah. Exes, and I said to my wife, we were watching, and I was like, well, I could have got past the first one, but the second one, Derek Green, I'm definitely not getting past Yeah, it. yeah, I think, uh, I think that guy wins. That guy, <laughs> he's a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, hey, well, just, 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 I only brought up Supper Tour because you're a, you're a metal guy, so I big thought time. you'd enjoy that. that. That's like my bread and butter, man. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love me some metal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to get back, get back to that story, like that cross country trip with Two Face was amazing. Like Scott Snyder did a good job. I think mm-hmm. he, it, it could have been like his main purpose all along. But I think ever since the Court of Owls in Zero mm-hmm. Year, he's been mm-hmm. uh, trying to like lower the peg of like Batman's awesomeness to people, mm-hmm. so he seems mm-hmm. more human and relatable. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, everything can be solved by Batman. Batman can do this. So what he did was put Batman, like, inside of a maze at the court. The court of Alice made. What he did was uh, let Gotham City be controlled by the Riddler for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Like, he, did, he did, like, all these things. Like, uh, he had, like, the whole Bat family captured by the Joker. All mm-hmm. these failures that Batman did to lead up to Metal, which was his greatest failure, because he just literally gave up in that story. Like, he just, he just well- quit. Well, even now in the Joker War, I guess in the Joker War, he's lost all his – Joker has the fortune and Batman doesn't have it anymore mm. in the Joker War, if I remember correctly. And if any viewers out there tell me I'm wrong, well, I apologize. But um, I think the Joker War really exposes him as well. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to start reading that from what I've, uh, I've seen of it. Um, but, yeah, Scott, Snyder, Scott Snyder's really brought Batman down to more of a human level. Yeah. Um, because if you look at any of the DC animation or any of the before Scott Snyder, even in Doom, which was yeah. Tower of Babel, Tower of Babel, yeah, even when Batman was getting his ass handed to me, you knew he was going to figure it out, you know. And in this situation, I think, as you said, he kind of, he kind of gave up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, but, and, like it, it leads a little bit more to the, to like like the the mental health of like all the characters and Batman. 
mm-hmm. inside of it. Like, I guess like it's a new age thing to talk about like mental health and put mm-hmm. inside the story, mm-hmm. which I'm not frowning on. It's just, that's mm-hmm. what they're doing with Batman. Like if Bendis is doing something different when it comes to that with Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, the question to you, let me put this question to you. Please. Do you feel, if you were to take a step back, do you feel Batman is the villain or is the hero? Because the reason why I say that, because without Batman, you would not have this rogues gallery. Without Batman, Joker wouldn't exist. Without I mean, Penguin wouldn't exist. I wouldn't go that far. Like, if, if you go, like, and listen to what uh, Bruce Tim and mm-hmm. Deanie and, like, all, all the other guys that are, are a part of the animated series, the mm-hmm. episode of Trial, you remember that mm-hmm. episode? Mm-hmm. Where, where, like, all the Batman villains in uh, Arkham City, Arkham, Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum capture Batman right put him on trial and so like mm-hmm. he's the reason for all their problems and like mm-hmm. they found out like they're all crazy like harvey Dent right. was crazy as a kid like he had like a bad issue with a as in his childhood mm-hmm. like he repressed all his feelings like the joker right. was a struggling you know comedian turned like you know psychopath right. um the mad hatter is is a full-on creep just <laughs> super creep like i don't want to go like too deep into it but like he's He's pretty out there. Scarecrow, he like, he loves to scare people. That's what his thing is. The well, Scarecrow, and Scarecrow, there's nothing worse than having somebody that is cross that line as far as sanity, but actually understands yeah. mental health. Exactly. You he's know, like, he's, un- like, well, he's like all the things that Harley Quinn probably could be, but as mm-hmm. a, yeah. Right. right. And like, in, <laughs> Like, like, and my point was, like, that's what Batman was like. Batman was like, he's not the reason for their problem. They would have been that way regardless. He just put, he just helped them, like, with their names and their identity that they have now. But they would have been crazy people regardless. Well, let me, let me ask you this question since we went there. Who has the best roles gallery in D.C.? I feel like you got to put, like, like a subcategory behind that. Cause, like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Because, like, you know, like, somewhere, like, the coolest or Batman, but like some right. like the funnest to see is the Flash. Right. But like some like the heavy hitters out there, it's like full on, full on Superman. Right. And Wonder Woman had like some like the most like psychological, like like messed right. your fucking head, like rogue. Right. Her, her rogue will make you feel like damn, like I really messed up big time. Yeah. Right. Right. You I don't take Flash's rogues gallery seriously. I don't think you're supposed to. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're supposed to take them seriously. I think like they're supposed to be like you know, kind of, kind of decent people at the very end right. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's Batman's Rogue Gallery. It's just, it's just every time I turn around, there's something different about you know. You got your Riddler, you know, uh, Joker, uh, Penguin. Yeah. And then, and then the Black Mask. I mean, I mean, growing up as a kid. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I used to watch the old Batman and Robin show with Adam West. Okay. And that used to, you know, that was Penguin, Riddler, Joker, and Catwoman. The main ones, right? There were main ones. And they would come up with these crazy, like, characters like uh, King Tut. Man. Yeah. Huh? King Tut. Yeah. King Pol- Tut. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. And then there is a Bookworm or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think uh, Bootworm is also a Shazam antagonist is also, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's, those characters just just stand out. Where where you got Weather Wizard for Flash. Yeah. You know, like Mirror Man. Um, Mirror Master, yeah. Mirror Master, thank you. Um, but Captain Freeze or Captain Cold <laughs> is, is, is probably the coolest out of them all. You know what? I, I don't know why that is, but like – he does have like a a complex story, and it does continuously change as the years mm-hmm. go on. Like Snark gets like a little bit more edgier, mm-hmm. a little bit more understandable at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not sure like what what DC is doing with that character because even during like a year to villain, mm-hmm. they did some great stuff with his character. Yeah, yeah. He took, over, he took over Keystone City. Like he took over like the entire city. He was still mm-hmm. on top of his game, and like you know, he was still like the main like. Uh, bad guy against the flash like he was so like doing it hard like they, they did a great job with that character and he even put him in the justice league for a minute crazy right yeah good god snark put him, in justice, put him in the justice league with lex luger i'm not lex luger lex luther <laughs> your, your wrestling your wrestling path is showing dude definitely yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you know what that's it's so sad because uh the other day i was watching classic wrestling on <laughs> classic oh geez yeah. Were you reminding yeah. yourself like when you watched this when it was <laughs> what you said? So you reminding yourself when you actually watched this when it aired? Oh yeah. I actually <laughs> watched it. I actually believed that Kate Fabe was real. <laughs> oh man. I uh, mean, you know, I had an op- I had an opportunity to meet Arn Anderson at a Comic Con and I said to him in speaking, I was like, you know, that one thing you did with Dusty Rhodes where you took him down and you tied him up and you broke his hand with a baseball bat. And that happened here in Charlotte. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. Um, it's not too far. The place is not too far from where I live. But I said, I broke down in tears. I literally cried as a kid because I thought it was real. And he, he looked at me. He's like, well, then I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but, you know, he's like, I did my job. That's but he got cool. us back. He did. He said, Dusty got us back. <laughs> That's a like yeah. character. That's cool. That's yep. just a hell of a thing, man. I dig that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the next bit of news I want to talk about was The Expanse. Um, they were going to be making a comic book. 
and continuity of the story building up to season five? You know, I'm going to be honest with you about The Expanse. <laughs> the one thing that turned me okay. off about The Expanse okay. is the, uh, the lead character, the male. Uh, uh, the, the skinnier guy, right? Yeah, the skinnier guy. Yeah. In the book, he was just a pans pussy. I'm just gonna say <laughs> he was. He was he, I, I, I wouldn't use those words, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. No, you I get you. That out. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was. He was a whip. Yeah. He's just a whip. He just, and then the only time he got hard or got a backbone is when the uh, he told the detective not to kill anybody, and the detective killed someone. See, the book is different from the series. Well, I'm glad they changed it around because if he was kind of like, you know, regress that much mm -hmm. in the series, mm -hmm. as much as I don't like it now, I would have mm -hmm. really not liked it, like, if he was yeah. that way. It, 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 it was like a steady thing for him starting to grow a backbone, but the process of doing it was so painful. Yeah. And in Thomas Jane's character... Um, what was he like in the book? Was he more rugged? Was he, like, the same way? I would say he's about the same way, but he ended up dying in the first book. You know what? I get, I get that, that sense. Like, he's he's not supposed to keep going in this series right. as I'm watching. Like, he's supposed mm -hmm. to be he, – like, like, he's supposed to be dead. Like, after he, he found that, that girl's body, like, mm -hmm. was in, the, in that shower, it's like, a little bit after that, he probably should have passed on. Well, yeah, because I, if I remember correctly in the book, there was a moment where he sacrificed himself to save everybody else. As like that that plant creature was taking over the ship, I'm assuming, right? Right, right. Would have made more if, sense if, 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 if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I read the book. I didn't know. But then also, the book. yeah. But also, his partner. When they, you know, remember, remember in the show, they took his part. Yeah, took his partner and impaled yeah. him on the wall. He didn't die in the book. And I, I was getting that impression also, like, like it's the future. I'm pretty sure some people like, can survive an impaling, you know, in the yeah. future. But yeah. Yeah, we can fix that. I mean, I'm sure they can fix that. Yeah, they're yeah. cops too. Yeah, he didn't die in the book. <laughs> so for me, for the expanse. It's a no-go. It's a no-go. Mm. It's a no-go. And I'm probably gonna get some haters out there for yeah. it because a lot of people love the expanse. You know what? It has a big following so much so like the reason why I started watching it is because mm. Amazon bought it. That's the only reason why I started watching the show. Right. Because right. it, it was on sci-fi at first and not very good. <laughs> no, it's just, no. I, like, I've been muscling through this first season for the past seven months, and I just now started the second season, and I haven't moved past the first 10 minutes. Yeah, so. That's, yeah. that's like me with Lovecraft Country after the first episode. <laughs> that, and you know why. That's going to get you some hate. <laughs> yeah, that's going to Do you know why that is? You said, like, it's read... diverse so much from the book, and, like, you know, yeah. like, like I keep saying to you, man, like, you keep holding that pedestal, like, on the book. Compared to the film, you're going to be disappointed every time. Well, MC, I'm going to be MC honest with you. That. I'll be honest with you. If I hadn't read the book, I would be totally into the show. Think so? I'd totally be into it. All right. But because I read the book before it even became a show, before the idea of it was coming to it's HBO, difficult. Yeah. it's difficult. And now going, now going back and reading the book after seeing the first episode, because the first episode just like, I don't remember this. <laughs> When did, when did this princess come out of a spaceship in the middle of a battle in Korea? I and get that. The Jackie Robinson thing. You know, I know what they were, I knew it was going to be a dream, but I don't remember him having a dream like that. Is it, is it too much for you or just like that's not what you wanted it to be? I think for me, 
the opening scene in the book was so pivotal for me because it really um, showed his experience under the Jim Crow laws okay. and how angry he was and how important that the Green Book was mm. for the black community back then. Um, and how it was a struggle to maintain his temperament. Let me ask you this. Uh, um, if, if it would get a second season, do you think it will get a second season? Well, it depends on how they end it. Because they, it depends on how they end it. It depends on how they end it and how they get a second season. Because... Um, You're going to reference the book again, aren't you? Well, there's a lot of things that happen in the book. And I'm not going to say anything more, but um, there's a lot of things that happen in the book that draws in all the characters, which, you know, you've got Atticus, his situation, and then um, I can't remember the female lead. She gets drawn into it on her own separate storyline, and then his uncle's wife gets drawn into it on her own separate line, and then... I guess you could say his quasi-girlfriend's sister, who you see in the first part of the book singing on a stage in Chicago, she gets drawn into it. Letting and the story about, and her storyline is crazy. And I don't even know if they're even going to do it in the series. I mean, like I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> uh, how about this? How about this question? Uh, are there a lot mm. of things that, even if you had to take like some liberties with the story that you know from the book, are there some things that you would have did differently in the show as opposed to what you saw in that first episode? I would have changed the opening scene. I would have changed the opening scene to show him actually struggling, um, him being trying to get back to Chicago. Because there was a scene where he had to interact with a, a, a racist uh, mechanic. And then he got through that situation and then there was a scene he had to deal with a racist state trooper. Um, and that interaction, those interactions I felt were important because it kind of gave to me, wow, this is what, this is what he's going through. This explains a lot by why the way he acts and how he approaches situations. One, one last question on this topic, then we can move on to a different, different subject. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to this story in particular, like in this show, I know you said you want to watch the first episode. I haven't watched mm -hmm. any, but who do you think the main audience is for this show? Is it like, uh, is it like, is it for a majority of white people? Is it like for black people who are trying to find something out there about themselves? Like, is it is it for like like historian like nuts who like watching stories from this this time period? Who is it? Who's the story for? You think? I think it's more for the for the latest Watchmen crowd. Hmm. With Regina King, I think it's more there because it's talking about social issues in an era of the Jim Crow era. Does it seem forced to you? No, it doesn't seem forced to me because it's what's going on in the time period. And then there's also the whole Lovecraft racism, you know, white is superior than black. Yeah. That place, and they bring that in. And that's one of the reasons why I like Matt, uh, the author of the book, because he doesn't shy away from Lovecraft's racism. He puts it in your face and he exposes it and combats it and kind of turns it into an anti-racist uh, story. 
I think okay. I think I think you're starting to sell me on watching this show. Like anything, and when I when I hear Cthulhu or hear the name Lovecraft, I'm immediately out of it. It's like okay, well, you know, well, you, it sounds cool, but like now I'm out because I, I hear Lovecraft, I hear Cthulhu, I think I'm done. But like you know what you're saying, like it, it, it's touching all those buttons for me, like in all the ways like it should be touched. And like uh, I didn't mean for it to sound like that, but I, I'm I'm in. I'm all the way in. Yeah. Well, you almost weren't in on our book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what to say. You got me. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you were in until I broke it down. You're like, okay, I'm in. All right. Yeah, you talked me into it. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I can be compromised. Um, yeah. You know. Tell me, is there magic in this? If there's magic in this, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, if there's magic in it, I'm sold. There you go. Like, like yeah. I don't see Lovecraft, then I'm good. Then we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got something you want to talk about? What was the what was the topic you wanted to bring up? Oh, it was about the Black Panther and uh, like. Oh no, I was future. gonna I was gonna bring up that movie I made you watch. Oh, that, <laughs> I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> no, oh, the other one. The ship. The other movie. one. Oh God, the ship. Ghost Galley. The Ghost Galley. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of, like this is one of, like the worst films i've ever seen and like i if you guys like know like how i talk about certain arts and projects i don't like saying things are bad but this this was quintessentially bad like uh the story was awful the characters were not good at acting the directing was all over the place the the main antagonists which were ghosts who walked very slow were not only dumb but just like irrelevant to everything it just none of it made any sense it was all upside down like i just Why'd you, and it why'd was you dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. Not sure why dumb. you asked me to watch that movie. You asked me to watch it. And again, apprehensive. Yeah. yeah. The reason why I asked you to watch it is because it was so stupid and so dumb that I laughed my way through it. And I said, I got to share this with Dee. And what is the first thing you said to me on the phone? He's like, the, what was up with them? With the female lead, they just dumped her in a sack of potatoes and threw her down. And that's the last <laughs> so that, that was it. You're the first person you saw in the movie too. This made no sense. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got like a classic horror horror theme into it, but I just didn't understand. Just, just didn't, whatever. It's just, mm. And, and I, who takes a who takes a purse on a boat ride on a ghost ship? Dude, the thing was huge. It was as big as a laptop. It was a giant purse, and she's just taking it with her. Why are you doing that? It makes no sense. None whatsoever. <laughs> maybe like maybe there are things about like you know the female etiquette that I don't understand. But like if you're going somewhere to look spooky. I guess that you can clutch it if you need to, but why you would take it is beyond me. I don't get it. Although, you know, I'm a cis male, so what do I know? And I'm going to jump over to Black Panther, but the last thing I want to say is, how do you have a female lead be all hard and up in everybody's face, but then when she gets caught by the ghost, she's like running scared, crawling all over the place. <laughs> Dude, that, like that was so out of her character from what we saw that entire time that again it made it made no sense. It made none, like no sense whatsoever. So like she's like she's like a super badass, like you just said, getting everyone's face, get kidnapped, and like doesn't let her face her whatsoever. Oh, she gets great too. I almost turned out the movie after that happened. Like, see, yeah, like, I mean, they, they didn't show it. It was just, it. just heavily implied that like that that happened, but yeah. After it well, happened, like it was like it was nothing. Like it didn't yeah, really happen. Yeah, it's nothing. And she's still talking trash. 
She's still talking trash. None of it made any sense, and like it was, it was very misogynistic and very disgusting. Like it was, it was very, it was very, it was very misogynistic and very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only part that really, I'm sorry, that made me laugh, was when the head came off. Because <laughs> it was just like it was just like in the middle. Of... <laughs> Why? Why is this happening? <laughs> You said that a lot too. At least I said that a lot to myself a lot. Like, why is why is any of this happening right now? None of this makes any sense. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. I think it was it was a German film, wasn't it? Is that where it was originally? No, from? it was Italian. Was it, it was really? Italian? And it wasn't even done by Hammerhouse. It wasn't even done by Hammerhouse. Hammerhouse has be, has B horror movies, but Hammerhouse is what was way better than that. That was yeah. This is definitely like something. You know? I, I would say yeah. that Mystery Science Theater would probably like play something like this, but I don't. And honestly, I don't think like because of that, because of the rape and the gratuitous like disturbingness to it. I don't think anyone would like to replay this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. Wait, yeah. Yeah. So, so D and I will watch all the bad horror movies for you on Amazon and tell you which one's <laughs> not the. Not. It's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be stress on me. I'll tell you that because they're so awful. They're so awful. He still has to watch <laughs> the Green Slime. <laughs> See that name alone just sounds terrible. That just sounds like a horrible name for a movie. Sounds like a but you know why? I thought of you when they played the intro music and they had this hard guitar riff, and I'm like, oh, the guitar riff alone. Dean oh, watched it. Well, there, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm not eight years old anymore. Theme songs do not catch me like that anymore. <laughs> I will be honest. That's how I got into all my TV show. Darkwing Duck, the theme song had me sold. Gargoyle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good God. So let's move on to Black Panther. Yeah, Black Panther, please. So, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Chad Bozik, you know, Chad Bozik, it was, you know, it was amazing the fact that he did seven films while he after he'd been diagnosed and yeah, still Bozeman, like he's a hell of a guy yeah hell of a guy and i feel for me and i said to this to my wife i was like just leave black panther alone just leave it alone for a while yeah and and just let let him have this moment you know because you know look what they did after heath ledger died they waited and then they brought back um What's his name? Uh, Jared Leto to play it. Yeah. But but on in his defense, it was a different universe, different story. It was a different universe, and he didn't have the the ability. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play the Joker that it was supposed to be played because everybody was just pretty much had their hands in it. You know what? You're, you're, I think that that's part of the reason why we saw this very extreme version of the Joker <laughs> is because of that reason. I don't... I don't want to blame it on the times, like mm-hmm. times changing. Like you want like a new version of the Joker thing because, like, mm-hmm. like you just said, like people felt such a connection to that Joker, and the fact that like that Heath Ledger passed away during that role, mm-hmm. like you just you can't, it, you can't like just put somebody else under that costume and like and redo that person, you know, like that other person did because like mm-hmm. there's too much, there's too much there. It's it's too, it, it's too much. It's too much emotion, and I think. The key thing to me about Black Panther was the actors and actresses. First, you had Angela Bassett. You had Angela Bassett in it. That alone was, you know, she's still the queen to me. To me, man, like that was like a walk and fold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't even recognize her at first. She looked so different, didn't she? Yeah, and because when she got on stage to accept the Oscar, right? She got on stage to accept the Oscar. Lupita, like Lupita was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like Lupita, you 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 turn into a badass. You, uh, I just like I think it, it was like it wasn't a weird red hair or like just how mm. like you said how badass she was in the film. Just, yeah. I didn't I yeah. didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. And so I think Ryan Cooler did a great job, and I think the casting was great. But there was a presence. Now that you go back and watch the movie, there is a presence that he has yes. playing that playing T'Challa you know um so for me it was a lot of firsts like a lot of firsts and like you can I want to say something that that people may not want to hear like but like I feel like I'm not saying I'm not being honest with the people who want to who want to hear me talk about this Mm -hmm. um it, it was it was a bit rough the first 25 minutes of the movie like the acting was a bit rough the directing was a bit rough um, it was just like like seeing those first scenes. I'm not sure when they was when they were shot. It was shot first, shot last, mm-hmm. or what. But it just seems like uh, there was there was something going on with the acting, and like there's something going on with the direction, like with the acting that like that that kind of took me out of it. It could be mm-hmm. me personally that was going on something with me. And I get like what I'm saying isn't the most positive thing right now. But uh, mm-hmm. after after they went on that first mission. And they admit like um, they they were looking for claw inside that casino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the tone, I love claw. The I love completely claw. change. Yeah, I, and the I, fact that yeah. he was a, he was an appropriator made it so much better. Right, right, dude. Get, making claw an appropriator like makes so much sense to that yes. character. So yeah, it much. did. It did. And the fact that they got what's his name who did the voice for Smeagol or Gollum. <laughs> I mean, the He's part we get that now too, yeah. Yeah, when he gets out, he's like, you want my mixtape? I got a mixtape. <laughs> so he, was, he was dead serious about it. I know, yeah. he was. I'm like, what? Did he just say and then, circuit, and, then, yeah. and then with him sitting in the interrogation room, I want to know if that was either written in or they or just let him go. Yeah. Just him, Baby, don't hurt me. No more. <laughs> he was like, go ahead. Just going at it. it. It really it really makes me angry that, like, you know, that um, – they killed Margaret had to kill him. Yeah. And like, uh, it, 
you kind of think the same thing with Killmonger's girlfriend, mm-hmm. but like I feel like if um, if if Marvel's good or what they're doing, but this just leads into what we're about to talk about here, what mm-hmm. we're going into. If mm-hmm. she's still alive, why wouldn't she be Madam Slay as opposed to anyone else playing? You know, mm-hmm. uh, just like just saying like you know since she was like his girlfriend that we saw and we didn't see like him with attachment to anyone else. Because if you did, like it'd be like him out like a side chick, and you wouldn't want to put that into a, to a Disney Marvel film. Just, mm-hmm. it, just it just makes me feel like this. That's probably what she said. Like, like you're about to go into, it, so please hold up. Disney made Angel Heart. A lot of people don't know that, but Disney was behind, w- w- made Angel Heart through Touchstone Pictures, and that was the movie that got what's her name kind of pushed off the Cosby Show. Lisa Bonet. Angel Heart. Yeah. Was it was it Disney or was it Miramax? No, it was Touchstone. Touchstone. Wow, that's full on Disney. Jeez. Yeah, it was Touchstone Pictures that did it, and it was when Mickey Rourke had a normal face. <laughs> yeah. And Robert De Niro. I think Robert De Niro was in it too. But he was. But to me, there's if Disney could do that with Angel Heart, I don't see why they can't put a side piece in in a movie. I don't know. Like they, they, they have like because what they're doing. Yeah, but having a side piece doesn't necessarily. It depends on how you portray the side piece. She could be up a straight up side piece, but you don't have to do it Angel Heart way. You could do it, you know, like Disney version, you know, of a side piece. I want, I want, to, I want to see how that looks, like on under the lens of Disney. I want to see it because you know they really, they really uh, toned down the alcoholism when it came to uh, Robert Downey. So. I'm really interested. I, just, I see. Did I just look? I just lost you. Yeah, your camera's gone. All right, there I am. I'm back. There we go. Um, give me a moment. My TV's uh, having some some malfunctions right now. It wants to start playing. So, but like, uh, it's just to like see if, if like how Disney would put a side a side chick or like a, a woman that he had on the side into this into this world because. If they nerfed uh, the alcoholism when it comes mm-hmm. to Robert Downey, if they change Hank Pym for being a womanizer, not a womanizer, but like a, a wife beater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's in the ultimate storyline. In the, I don't think that was in the main con six one six. It was actually. It was actually in six one six. Not as as heavily as as we saw in the Ultimate Universe, but it was like if you ever look into Google and look up. Uh, Hank Pym Ant-Man mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you will not find many images of Hank Pym Ant-Man on Google like it, or Scarlet Witch in her old costume you won't mm-hmm. find many of those there either like they, Disney has done a good job of trying to clean that up oh okay well yeah. I stand corrected <laughs> it's nuts right yeah it's nuts because um, yeah but I think with a side piece I well yeah maybe you're right it'll be hard like like it'll if they do it it'll be hard cuz fans will see that but like, that kind of leads into what you're talking about like how like uh, how they're going to approach this and like i don't want to like say like talk like this like we're treading on chat with Bozeman. like mm-hmm. i want to say like you know like i want to keep the black panther going much like mm-hmm. how fans of the furious still going even after paul walker has passed away and like I, i'm Did a you fan just see of my fast face you just yeah. see my face when you said fast and furious I'm a fan of the Fast and Furious series. Like, uh, I didn't care about the first two, but like Tokyo Drift, it got me back into the series, man. Like, the story was better. The characters a little bit more low key. Like, uh, it it made sense. And then the fourth movie came out, and like the story 
picked up on the first two movies and it went somewhere different besides just like, you know, family. I love my family. Family? It was more than just that. You know where they lost me? Please. And we'll get back to Plantman. When Vin Diesel beat up The Rock. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because, like, in what world? <laughs> in what world? <laughs> if The Rock can, if you can let, if The Rock can <clears throat> rock bottom Jason statement through a table. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Vin Diesel. And, I'm not saying The Rock is a, is, a, is a badass, but I'm just saying it's not the size of the dog, it's the size of fighting the dog. But I'm saying. And, if, and like, if, Ross' character was like military. Yeah, he was like DS, he was a diplomatic security agent. I mean, dude. He was DSA. And look at, look at the size of it. I mean, like, he takes pride in himself and like, and what he can do. And like, mm -hmm. you told me that, that fucking Vin Diesel can beat, like, dude, like, Toretto could not beat, like, like, Barack's character in Fast. It just, no, just no. You, you, you have to figure he has military, he has some type of military training or, or some type of training in hand to hand combat, yeah. right? You know, he's got to have some type of training in hand-to-hand -hand combat. He's proficient with weapons. Um, nothing against Vin Diesel's character, but Vin Diesel's character is a straight-up gangster. Like, he knows you how know? to free fight. Like, and that's cool. Yeah, he knows like, how that, to that fight. But, like, dude, like, like Deron's character has, like, tons of experience under his belt. Tons. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I think I think we're digressing a little bit, but yeah, like you were you were talking like how like uh, how like to reapproach this uh, this Black Panther at the MCU. Like how how would that look to you? I think for, for for me how it would look. I think they will take some time. I think they will take some time on it because now whatever you had planned, you got to take a step back because you could have brought in Storm. Yeah. Um, and then you. You know, you can't, to me, you really can't work the Suri angle because she's not. There yet. Yeah, not there yet. I'm just like, like no, no offense, like, like the actor, no offense, like, to like the character, but from what we saw, mm -hmm. and like what you actually know from the comic books, if you want to follow like the comic books lore, like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really think her character, unless like, they age her a bit, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I don't think like her character is really there yet. So, no, I hear you. No, I don't think her character is really there. Now, I did see somebody on Facebook already calling for Denzel Washington's son to step in. I mean, I wouldn't want to replace Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, like, that, someone threw, he's like, so, he's like, no disrespect to Chadwick. A bit but disrespect. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> but, but, that's what I'm saying. It was a big disrespect, but I'm throwing this out here. You know, you know I just want to see how he does with Tenet. Well, you know, is is it John David in Tenet? Yeah, he's in Tenet. Okay, John David. But if you but if you see him in Black Klansman, he's I an did. amazing man. He's good. Yeah. Like he's he, very good. He he, but like, I he think, tap dance all around that all around that movie, dude. Like he was really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think you need to give this some time before you start. You know, fans start throwing out names because it, it this 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 hit a lot of people. Like it. it uh, I, as you just heard, was not the mm -hmm. biggest fan, like, like the, the Black Panther movie. Like, I loved the movie, but I thought mm -hmm. it was just like a Marvel ripoff or Civil War, mm -hmm. not Civil War, but Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and Thor, and like, you know, be angry about that. Like, mm -hmm. do what you gotta do. But I, I uh, re-watching it now under a lens of like, this, this should be appreciated for what it is and like, and mm -hmm. you know, what it took to make this. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get how like my work came off as uh, derogatory to some who care about this movie mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. 
we've never seen this before. It's never been done before. We never had this before. Like not mm-hmm. to this scale, not to this level, not to like the amount of people who love and appreciate it, not to people like who who take idolization like from these characters. Like like you were saying before, like the characters were make it. And like I feel like uh I, we I, have. I undershot that. Yeah, we have, we have. In ways the black, the, the black exploitation era. But like that was that was just that it was it was exploitative like it was like all stereotypes like in this film like you got like different you got um, like white ape doing his thing you got like like the entire family of black man doing their thing you mean mm-hmm. like the the diaspora of like Killmonger and his family doing their thing mm-hmm. so you like you get like different views of like of a black scope all in <laughs> one and like that yeah. that's not like you know cliche that's not like right. uh, a yeah. You're right. You're right. Because if we, you, you can't, you're right. You can't compare the two. Because if you look at the Black Park Station era, it was more about jucking us and against, diving. Yeah, yeah, us against the man. The man yeah. is plotting. Land is plotting to take over the world, and they want to get. Wakanda was the man. Yeah, yeah. But for me, Wakanda and the Black Panther movie was like, okay, finally we have arrived. I did think that, like, like I was hoping like, to see more of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and we might, and we might see that with Ava DuVay going over to do New Gods. It'd be interesting to see how she does that. I'm nervous you know? to be honest with you. Well, don't forget Ava DuVay. Ava Duvernay. DuVay was originally supposed to direct Black Panther. I I heard she was like she was running for it before Cougar got the spot, but I think didn't did she turn it down? No. From what I understand, and I might be wrong, is that there was creative differences and she left. And it sounds like the Edgar Wright thing would happen to Ant Man, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't really care for MC. Like they, they want like that censor too much when it comes but, to you know. But you gotta give the MCU credit. And this is an argument my wife and I have Please. all the time. I, I really wanna hear like like whenever someone says like give MCU credit, I wanna hear their hear their reasoning. Because the, Kevin Feige and them from me on the outside looking in gives those people gives the creative freedom to do what they need to do with the marvel universe to make it the way it looks with that disney money now let's take aquaman and match it up against any of the let's take it up and match it up against captain marvel which which i don't think was the best out of them all that's funny like that's two that's two films i have not watched well please like, okay keep, keep, keep going now all right visually Captain Marvel was way better than Aquaman. Looking and my wife, that? yeah, and my wife would say to me, and she 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 worked in the industry as a freelance a freelance makeup artist and, and 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 stuff, and she would say to me, "Why is this visually terrible? Why is this yeah Aquaman? Why is this visually terrible? Couldn't they pay more to do this?" And my argument too, you're dealing with Disney. Disney has money. And they're not like Warner Brothers, where Warner Brothers sticks their hands into everything, and it's it's controlling. I, I think I think you got you may have that background. I think it's more of a it's it's more like Disney has like their fingers and everything because they put so much money inside of it. Again, this is this is me talking, right? But like, to a point, I, to a point, on. I would agree with you. I would agree with you to a point with Disney, to a point with Disney, not as much as Warner Brothers. Not as much as what Warner Brothers does, and even now with AT and T being involved, who, who knows what that's going to look like? I just I just did the budget. Uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel's budget was one hundred fifty-two million. 
mm-hmm. and Aquaman was two hundred million. Mm-hmm. So, but like you had James Wan also directing like Aquaman, who and, did Fast and Furious, and he also did a couple horror films on top of that as well. Right. Like, but, like that, but, and that's that's what he said he was going for when he had, like he did the Black Manta character. Well, like it was a horror film with like his whole suit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he pulled it off, but yeah. Uh, to me, it was like as soon as I, as soon as I mentioned to my wife, well, they got the director from one of the Fast and Furious. She goes, "Oh, okay, that explains a lot." <laughs> was that was that all you told her? You told about like any of his horror? She films? went and saw the movie. We went the and saw the movie. Yeah, we just went and saw the movie together. Um, like he I didn't did say Saw. He did the Conjuring. Yeah, I didn't oh, see the Conjuring. You you undersold it. He did like the Nun. You undersold it. You undersold it. Definitely. Okay, first of all, that's not going to sell to my wife. Like, oh, he, he did the conjuring and the nun, and the nun. You know, the ones where everybody yeah, dies, yeah, gets yeah, ripped yeah. apart, and possessed, and everything. That sounds awesome, um, doesn't it? Yeah, sounds, sounds awesome. Let's go see it. <laughs> no, I get it. It's not I like it. I could say. It's not like I say, "Hey, babe, this movie's done by Ridley Scott." You know, the one who did Alien. Oh yeah, oh. let's go see him. <laughs> let's go see that. Because he's visually amazing. But, like, you know, like, those, those movies do have, like, traction to it. Like, The Conjuring, Saw, uh, mm-hmm. The Nun. Like, like, people know what those movies are, even if they don't like them. You know, they feel like they still have heard of them. And they do make a lot of money when they go to the box office. Well, okay, I never saw Saw. I will never see Saw. I never, you that's, know. That's and, a topic for a different episode right there. Yeah, I know. I'll never see it. We'll get to that later. Wow. Um, You're a big okay. horror nut. Are you serious? I won't even see Hostel. What? Right. Okay. You never, you never watch Hostel. No. Let me put it to you this way. I did horror, but I don't dig horror when it's just ridiculous. You, blood splatter. Fo- focus more on like the, the underlining story. It's like all I can say to you. Like uh, the horror is there. Think of it like a, like a, like an adult film. Like. If it has a good story to it, like the the adult interactions don't matter. That's, that's like, okay, no, no. <laughs> Let's continue on Black Panther. <laughs> I tried. Whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, you tried and you failed. <laughs> Maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, did I just show my geekness doing this? Yes, you did. My yeah, so you might want to do like an like L7 next, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You sure At least did. I'm not doing the heart thing. <laughs> doing one of those little numbers. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, super cheesy. What's wrong with these people? Super cheesy. It's super cheesy. You know, it was like, whatever. But back to Black Panther. I think they'll need to take some time with it. And I think they do, too. Yeah, I think they do, too. Um, They've got so many other things working in the MCU universe. And until uh, DC figures out the formula of what makes them successful with their animation and translate it over to movies and TV, they're going to be behind the power of it. However, I would say Stargirl did surprise me. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. It's a good show. Diverse as hell. Every character have like their own identity to them. They're not like just like there to prop up Star Girl. They have yeah. their own voices. Like, no, I right. get it. Yeah, yeah. Except the person they got to fill in for Our Man, the kid. Annoying. 
Yeah, annoying. I thought he was annoying at first, but like when I realized like what he no, it was a girl. Do, it was it was a girl. They switched Iron Man no, out uh, again. No, no, no. Iron Iron Man. Yeah, he was cool. It was uh, was it Captain Doctor Midnight? Midnight? Yeah, Doctor Midnight. Doctor Midnight. Doctor Midnight. Dude, she's cool. I mean, like she's a know-it-all, but like that's that's know-it-all is supposed to be annoying. All right, let's. Everybody was getting in the scrap. Everybody was scrapping. Everybody was throwing blows. She can't okay. fight. She's a nerd. I think season two, season two, they'll, they'll change that around. Like, per, turn her into a fighter. That, that's her, my guess. Well, even even in the comic book, and then it was Dr. A hard Midnight was scrapping. Yeah. Well, like, she's like, she's okay. like Dr. Midnight, too. So, you know, just give, give it time. You know how mantles are, dude. You know how mantles are. Like, they're, they're never the same way as, as their previous. Mr. Terrific is nothing. Michael Holt is nothing like the original Mr. Terrific. Nothing no. like him. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But like I said, Black Panther. Uh, I'll tell you what I think about this. Um, I think what they're gonna, what they they should do, and I do it, do it very subtle, very gracefully, is mm-hmm. to get every individual character from Black Panther, put them in different X Men movies. Just, just toss them in there as cameos. As like you know, guests appearing inside like inside the films, just get like almost every supporting character or a character from that universe, and put them into an X Men film to balance out that franchise. Like if they balance out the the X Men with some Black Panther, with whatever they do with Black Panther will be softened because like you see or you can guess about what's happening. You can wonder like what's really happening with the Chad, with Chadwick Boseman story, if he's gonna be a part of it, if he won't be a part of it. Uh, it gives you time like, to prop up Shuri a little bit more to see how she's gonna like transgress, if she is gonna be Black Panther. It just gives you a lot of different avenues and it won't have to change that much of the MCU story at the same time if you just put some of those characters inside of, like the X-Men, inside the X-Men story. And either way, they're going the route of uh, Hicksman's uh, Secret War like that's that's where they're gonna go with this anyway. Like, mm-hmm. re- regardless of what happens, they use that Hickman story to change whatever the hell they wanted to inside right. of like the MCU. Like period, they're gonna mm-hmm. use that story to do what DC DC does and flip the script and reboot or rechange whatever the hell they want to change. Yeah, DC did that through Doomsday Clock. They reset oh, everything they did for a lot of different things. <laughs> I know, but they they finally undid the fifty two. With Doomsday Clock, yeah, they kind of like they kind of like put some things back into like the, the pre fifty two mode, and like uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of you who don't know, the the, the new fifty two does still have, even though like rebirth happened, it is still the new fifty two universe, mm-hmm. and Doomsday Clock is slowly but surely changing something around. Have they finished? They haven't finished like the entire series of the Doomsday. Clock. Yeah, I got the last book. Issue number twelve. Yeah. Yeah, issue twelve. I gotta gotta get that because I know like, like yeah, they, issue they, twelve. Midnight showed up. He obliterated a lot of the characters, like just yeah. just got rid of them, and like you don't know what happened. He had like a confrontation with Superman, but you know what really happened. You want me to tell you? I, I'll read it. I'll read it. All I'll right. read it. Don't don't tell me. Like I, I've been I've been like all I'm gonna, seeing... all I'm gonna go say that it doesn't go the way you think it's gonna go. Really? You know, because you know a lot of people think they're gonna come to blows. It doesn't. That's not that's go that's the Superman thing though. Superman like Superman will always talk it out before he throws a punch. That's just that's who he is. That's why yeah. I didn't care for the new Fifty Two Superman because like the first thing he did when he saw Batman was punch him in the face. Like why the why is he doing this? You don't even know this guy. Like why would you just start hitting him? And 
He punched him in his face. How did he not cave in his face? <laughs> Jeez, gosh, yeah. <laughs> so here's, the, here's the thing that I think people forget about Batman, that he is metahuman. Yeah, uh, he has the ability to not give up. That, that is his power. That's his power. Like, he doesn't give up. I think like, it's more of his intelligence. And that's that more to do with it? I think it has more to do with that. And his ability to learn things and adapt to them. I'm like, what, he knows how many different versions of martial arts? Yeah, good amount. And, you know, he he has the ability to do different things. I mean, he's, he's then he came up with that. a karate kid, but a karate kid mm-hmm. is from the future, so. Yeah. And then he came up with that machine. I forget which one it was. I think O-Mac. it was. Um, O-Mac? No, not O-Mac, but the machine where he's he can trans his memories into a clone of him. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No. <laughs> sorry. I may be telling that differently. I may You're be telling right. differently. You're right. Am I right? You're right. It just, it was so, uh, okay. I don't say this very often about DC stories, but that was one of the dumbest DC stories I've ever <laughs> fucking seen. Good God. You're talking about Zoo, uh, Zoo, Zaw and through Zaw and Thra. Zoo and draw, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um, he put his consciousness into a machine, uh, for when he dies. When he dies, this machine will like put his consciousness into any random person, and that random person will come to new Batman. It right. turns it's- out that that machine went fucking haywire, like all the Batman machines fucking do, and and it put his mind into like a, a, a homeless person. But it turns out that homeless person was crazy, and like he started like killing people, so yeah. Like, it, it took Batmite to show up to calm this dude down for killing people mm-hmm. because, like, for one, he was doing a better job at being Batman than Batman did because, you know, mm-hmm. he was killing people and his suit was, like, brightly colored purple and orange and yellow and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, geez. Don't get me started on that. Uh, yeah. It, it was supposed to be ridiculous because it was ridiculous, but, like, it was it was too it was too comic booky for me to even enjoy. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know the, the yeah, like the idea for for your for your, for your audience out there, the idea and the concept behind it, as D said, was that there will always be a Batman as long yeah. as his conscience existed in this machine. For every time period, for every era or whatever, there will always be a Batman. Which you gotta figure kind of makes a lot That's of sense true. because Superman, That's because of his life, shell for robots, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he his life is there was always going to be a Superman. I mean, it was going to take time for a Superman to die. So, I mean, you could also look at it this way: as long as there's a Superman, there's a Batman to balance out each other. Yeah. 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 All right, I think that's all I got. That was a good point. I don't got anything. (laughs) You got anything else? (laughs) No, man. I just think uh, we just have to take a wait and see approach with Black Panther and uh, see how it goes. I'm interested to see where it goes because uh, you and I both know uh, Disney's gonna do this with kid gloves, period. And I want yeah. all of them Disney Marvel or Disney to me, but like they're gonna they're gonna go kid gloves with this. They're gonna take their time with it, and they're gonna listen to the fans when it comes like to like what reactions they're gonna do. So yeah, and they're gonna and they're gonna give him his respect. They're gonna give him respect that is due to him. Because if he doesn't, if they don't, like the fans will not appreciate, it and they will most definitely let you know about it. Right. It's not like you know. Thank goodness they're not doing it like James Bond, where they're like, oh, you don't want to do it anymore? Okay, we'll go get George Montgomery. <laughs> do one movie with him until we can get someone else. <laughs> Sweetwood, have you seen any James Bond trailer? 
Looks sick. It'll fucking cool, doesn't it? Yeah. The question is though, and this should be this will be the last thing we talk about. Where is it going? Because Daniel Craig is leaving. Is leaving. I don't know if he's doing one more. And yeah, you know, this is his last one. Like, they they set it up for a new Bond to be inside of it. Like she's already is it in going there. to be. Uh, what's her name? Who's, yeah. ro- who's rolling with him? Is she yeah. going to be the new Bond? Going to be a new Bond. Or is it going to be? Um, there's another female in there. Um, I don't know if you saw her. She's in the trailer. She has long black hair. She's in a black dress, and she's just throwing blows. Is she going to be the new Bond? Um, of course, there's Elba. Everybody still wants Elba, but. Know. That ship has sailed. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, I think he's. I think he's past like the past the point being able to pull off roles like that, man. Like, uh, you know, maybe we'll see what Suicide Squad. But yeah, yeah. You know who I would like to see to play Bond, and the only reason why is because he could physically do it. I don't know. I don't necessarily think he has the chops like Daniel Craig or any other A-list actor, but Scott Atkins, the fighter, the fighter. Yeah, yeah. he has the physical. Cali to play the role. He's British too, isn't he? He's British too. Yeah. He has the physicality to play the role, but I don't think, I think he necessarily. Right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's at the level with Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan. A lot of people mentioned like that he can probably be uh, Wolverine, but I don't think he has like the acting skills to be Wolverine either. To be honest with you, they, like he actually struggle in the beginning with Wolverine. What? All he's got to do is say, "Hey, bug, grunt, and stab." But like he has to say that with like with the with the memory of like fucking. 200 some years behind him also yeah that's true like you got you got to keep that like that's part of his character man like in those pages it as uh as dressed as the marlboro man like he pulls that shit off well whatever yeah yeah so uh <laughs> all right so i guess you got some homework to do before the next time yeah gotta read a lot of books yeah yeah um, you gotta read a lot of books got a lot of books lot. are you read all yours or are you just like are you just hanging out with them uh, <laughs> yeah, I just buy books and stick them on my so, shelf. It happens to people all the time. Yeah. Don't you watch the news? Uh, That's what they do. <laughs> actually, I'm reading the first one in the series of the Crisis, and that one, as okay. you see, is pretty is pretty thick. It's a little dense. Uh, I'll, re- I'll try to read the first the first issue. It's a it's yeah, a bit dense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then I'll get through that, and then you got to pick up Harlem Hellfire. Harlem Hellfire. It's a story about the true story. You said Harlem Hellfire. Well, it's it's based loosely on. Uh, African Americans fighting in World War One, but it's right. basically the experiences of what they went through. Not necessarily uh, is a historical fiction interpretation. Gotcha, like Forrest Gump type stuff. Yeah, like Forrest Gump type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but not 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 well. Let's, not let's, not the same guys of Forrest Gump, yeah. of course. Yeah, not the same guys. A little, guys bit, a little bit more serious than that. A little bit more serious. <laughs> All right. This go is ahead. the FTO Nerd Talk. I don't know what he's talking about. He's, 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 he's trying to go on some kind of tangent. <laughs> stupid is what stupid does. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a blast, David. Thank you, man. It's been so much fun. Uh, I hope we do it again next week. This, hopefully, this could be a, a newly weekly type thing. Hopefully, we can do it live someday in the future. Like, you're in, right? I'm in. I'm All totally right. in. Cool, until, cool. You're, until your audience say, don't bring me back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you gotta listen to the people, man. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to listen to the people. Remember that? Yeah. Everyone, everyone who's in the, the decimation earth, like, you know, they don't listen to you. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Take it easy, man. Bye. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.